0: This is The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello everyone, welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live Uncommon Sense Parenting Class. How is everyone today? My name is Elena Robinson. I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you figure out why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids of your own. Far and away, The main issue that parents come into the Parenting Posse and eventually into ParentAbility with is that their kids just don't listen. They've tried everything, which always makes me giggle just a little bit because usually the list of everything is timeouts, yelling, spanking, rewards charts, and bribes. And you all know how I feel about all of those things and why they don't work. If you don't, backpedal a few episodes and it's all there for you. We've also talked about how listening isn't a singular task for children. It's actually a string of executive functioning skills that are all working together to produce the outcome of what we call listening. So if you haven't listened to those, I strongly suggest that you go back and do that because the truth is that no bribes, threats, shame, or external motivation of any kind is going to get your child to listen if they have weak self-regulation and executive functioning skills. It's just not possible. And just like everything, listening starts with us. We have the ability to build up our child's self-regulation and executive functioning skills. How we interact with them makes a huge difference. It can either build those skills up or it can totally undermine those skills. And I can tell you from over 15 years of watching parents interact with their children, so many parents are undermining those skills every single time you interact with them. So right now, what most parents are doing is just walking into a room and firing off orders in their child's direction. And then when their child doesn't immediately comply, we repeat it. Often we just repeat the same thing, but louder. If we still don't get compliance, we often then yell, or we start getting really condescending. How many people are guilty of like you ask your child to clear their place, for example, and they don't do it. So you say it louder and then they whine or they just flat out refuse. And then you go, pick up your plate, walk, The kitchen and put it on the counter. Is that so hard? (laughs) And it's funny because most parents will say to me, They don't listen no matter what I do, how nicely I ask, or how much time I give them. They just don't listen until I get frustrated or mean. But that last thing that you did, where you were kind of an asshole and spoke to them like they were idiots. That's actually what they need, minus the toot from you. We can scrap the condescending attitude, but this is actually what most kids need is to have instructions broken down for them. When we just walk in and start barking orders and expecting them to jump the second we command it, we're undermining their executive functioning skills. We're creating stress we aren't valuing and respecting what they were already doing, what they were already engaged in. And we don't really do this to adults. Like if I'm working and my husband walks in and needs to speak with me, he'll usually say something like, hey, or hey, can I have a minute? And then he waits for me to confirm that I'm listening to him and ready to talk. He doesn't just waltz into my office and start barking commands at me and then get mad when I say, like I was in the middle of something. Sorry, what, what did you say? That's just not what people do. We're much more respectful of people's need to shift their attention because we respect that they're actually already engaged. But we don't value that engagement with our kids. And oddly enough, most parents come to me complaining that their child can't stay engaged in an activity because we've trained them to always be expecting an interruption from us. So they won't actually allow themselves to get really engaged in something. So what do we need to do instead? Well, one, we need to give them some warning. Right? We need to do what my husband would do. We need to ask for their attention. And then we need to bloody wait for it. <laughs> it's not, hey, put your shoes away. It's, hey, then you wait till they look at you. Please put your shoes away. Ask for their attention and it will make such a difference in your child's so-called listening skills. But it's not because it makes them a better listener to have eye contact with you, it's because it gives them a chance to shift their attention. Their eye contact is just an indication that they've actually done that. If your child's listening improves with this technique, that's a red flag that your child's flexible thinking skills are on the weaker end of the spectrum and could use some support in developing. Two, break it down without the attitude. <laughs> Often we tell children to go clean up the playroom and then we get upset when they s- just stare at us in bewilderment because go clean up the playroom is too general of an ask for a young child who has weak planning and prioritizing organization or working memory or task initiation or self-monitoring skills. So. Break it down. Please go put all your Lego in the blue bin, and then wait for them to do that. Okay, now put all your dolls in the dollhouse. And then once they're done that, next you need to put all the food back in your kitchen, etc., etc., etc. If your child's listening improves with this technique, it's also a red flag that they have some weak executive skills that could use some improvement. And three, make it meaningful. We often ask kids to do something that they haven't got a clue why they're doing it. And that's not really a habit that you want to cultivate. It breeds blind obedience. We don't want our kids to blindly do any task anyone asks of them. We want them to think about why they're doing it and if it's actually a good idea. So tell them, I need you to clean up the playroom so that it's clean when your cousins get here. Your shoes need to be by the front door so that we can easily find them when we need to go to school tomorrow. When we connect a task with a real-life concern for our children, they're much more likely to do it. And four, we need to make sure that they're regulated. If we ask our children to do something and they whine or they get irrational on us, like they say they don't know how to do that, it's a red flag that they're stressed they're low on energy. Ask them to do is going to require more energy than what they have to give you right now. We've talked before about how yelling overrides this, but it's a weapon that you very want to use very selectively because otherwise they never learn other more adaptive ways of gaining more energy. They just rely on their emergency energy sources, which ends with this chronic toxic stress, toxic stress, there we go. So this might mean that you pause your ask for a few minutes and do something with them that fills their tank, gives them a bit of energy, and then ask again. If your child's listening improves when you do this, it's a sign that your kiddo could benefit from some work on their self-regulation skills. Keep in mind, these strategies aren't going to fix your problems. You aren't going to start asking for your child's attention and then have them magically start listening all the time. These strategies are more like a desing rod. They help point us in the direction of the problem that needs fixing. If we don't fix that underlying problem, the issue is never going to get resolved. And that's where parentability comes in. In parentability, we have some more ways to hone in on what skills and stressors your child is struggling with specifically And then we create a plan that's custom to your child to build those skills up and improve their behavior. If you'd like to learn more about that, the very first step is to watch my free class, How to Raise Well-Behaved Kids Without Yelling, Shaming, or Timeouts. Or if you just want to continue the conversation, come and join us in the Parenting Posse. Thanks so much for being here with me, and I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mud Room, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1pm Eastern, 10am Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.